Welcome to the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 51st episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always, we are talking about the failings of the late, great human race. And for the first time in a long time, just your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing today, buddy? Check out. <laughs> it's so quiet in here, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I yeah. do with my hands? Like, I don't know what to do with my hands anymore. <laughs> so this is just, just you and me. You're just doing it, old, kicking it old school. Yeah. <laughs> so how, you how been? long has it been? Oh, I've been all right. I'm tired. Um, I went to Boston yesterday. Like literally woke up, drove the airport, flew to Boston, had a meeting, flew back. <laughs> I was gone for like nine hours. That's that's that is weird you out. Yeah, hell yeah. Was it worth it? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, most of the meeting could have been done uh, just like you know via Skype or go to meeting, but I did get to see some of the, like the new robots that we might be using. So that was cool, getting to see him like move and how they they visualize things and all that kind of stuff. What kind of robots? Like, what, uh, come on, man! Um, Seriously, and you're just gonna tell me they kind of look and move? Come on! Well, it's uh, is it like it, I mean Skynet? They have the, guns? No, Are there no, 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 on no. these things? No, it's um, I mean it's not robots. It's not like humanoid robots. They're like uh, they're autonomous like car robots. Okay, were they car robots with like rockets and no, jump? No, Dude. not yet, not yet. I was <laughs> hey man, no. they did have their original prototype for one that they had kitted out with some like fake guns and stuff because it was That's like awesome. an like six six and a half foot tall robot and so you like welded all this shit onto it and gave him like a thing of like spent bullets around his chest. It was, it was pretty cool, but yeah, like some of their other stuff, they have like they can outfit entire buildings so the 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 robots can go up to a door and the door will open and they can go in it and they can use elevators and shit like it's it's really cool but some of it's really scary so do they still have to have the floors you know within like a micrometer of the entire floor being level or something no 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 these guys they use like uh optics like lasers and stuff it's no longer have to deal with uh uneven you can just retrofit old uh, warehouse is so much easier and quicker now right right yeah and that's kind of what we're looking at doing exactly and so i mean it's kind of like i mean it's really similar to <laughs> the self-driving car technology with like radar and light vision and you know they so yeah so it's in so the, what they do is they go through and they map they map the area they actually use a lot of drones to do it so they'll map the area with drones and then they'll um when you say drone, you mean like a quadcopter that like flies around? Like a quadcopter, around? yeah. So they'll fly it around and take pictures and load it into the robot. And then the robot has this map, but it can also read. So if like someone steps in front of it, it'll stop. And it's smart enough to know if it's towing something. And it'll actually try to, it can see what it's towing. And then it'll try and make sure to move what it's towing around the person as well. 
So it's pretty advanced stuff. It's really cool. That really is pretty advanced stuff. That's unthinkable 10 years ago, which is ridiculous to think about just 10 years just ago. Just 10 years ago, yeah. And so, yeah, it was really cool. Amazing. So, for the Is most, that one of those situations? <clears throat> I mean, you got, I mean, so originally everybody had to look for food all day, right? Mm-hmm. And then someone figured out weapons and less people had to look for food all day they could go do something else they could go my point is is in that in those kind of economies ever since the very beginning the economy's always had room for people to go do something else right it's like oh well you're freed up from this necessity now go do this luxury is this one of those situations where they're going to be filling a bunch of jobs where that won't that won't work out um where the jobs they're filling there's nowhere else for them to go yeah it's like well i'll go do this other thing oh where robots are doing that too now it's um, like well i'll go do this you know it's like <clears throat> i don't think there's a, enough um space in roofing or like plumbing which would be nearly impossible for a robot to do yeah, for a while long time. unless we start building modular designs then it's a lot easier for them um i there's i think right now at least sort of in manufacturing type environments you're not going to have too many or like in warehouse type environments you're not going to have too many people losing their jobs over them at least for a while you're they're just going to be repurposed Hmm. so like hypothetically speaking say you're moving boxes and so and you got to pull them out of a truck and then go put them in another truck so instead of having guys driving trains around with boxes inside of them you have the robots do it so the guys who were driving can now right. unload and load so you have more hands and didn't you have somebody loading and unloading to begin with right but the more it's more people you have the more efficient it is right the faster you can unload because most of the time they're going on to like conveyor so it's as fast as you can unload it there's a space for the packages so uh are you are is there still enough room for another Yes. I don't know how many people we'd replace, but if you replaced them all, you could throw that many more pe- that many more packages on the conveyor belt. Right. Like if if you were to, yes, if you were to add a third or fourth person, it would increase three or four, you know, in fold up. But you know, other locations like food service, those people are just gone. Gone. You know, those, those cooks at McDonald's because you, oh, right. you know McDonald's is testing all their you know robots and stuff. You know, those guys they're gone. Like an automated kitchen. Yeah, cause like they, they, they. I've read or seen somewhere that they have a um, one hundred percent. They're testing a one hundred percent automated restaurant. The only person that's in there is like a tech like, to make sure if something breaks, he can fix it. That's it. Even down to like uh, filling, like reloading. I don't know which, for lack of a better word, but like reloading the clips. Like the thing that like spits the ketchup, like the thing that spits out the mustard, like even even like putting a new canister in and taking the old one out would be done by the robot. Uh, yeah, from what I understand. What about cleaning? They're gonna have a robot clean. Well, I mean, they already have Roombas and, sh- and shit, right? Yeah, that's it. that's why I'm asking. I'm like, mm, this is interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, fully autonomous. They might have, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, that's what they're trying to get to. I mean, but still, they might be able to get an entire McDonald's running with, like, two people. Like, right. two humans instead of eight or however many it takes well, them now. Whatever, 
robots. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're coming a long way in the whole the robots. So where does the average you know lifetime McDonald's employee where do they go once the robot replaces them? Is there room for them? Or do we just give them 30k a year and let them? Well, that's go do been one of the big questions. Is you know, especially on the the sort of sort of the fringe philosoph- you know philosophies about the future and robots and stuff. How what's going to happen to the humans? Because you know, I've said it for a while, but I think the new unemployment level, once autonomy really hits its stride, is going to be 25 percent. Like that's going to be the new normal. For humanity is 25% unemployment all the time. Unless so you just start charging a um, robot employment tax. Yeah. Or, you know, and you have them pay for it. All of that extra money that they would save mm-hmm. goes back into pain. And unless, unless there <laughs> is some, unless there's, I mean, this almost always happens in all of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Unless there's some unforeseen new sector or things right. that are going to pop up because of the robots that mm-hmm. we just don't have the foresight to see yet. And Grant, that's almost always happened in all of humanity. So yeah, that and might all the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. So in every economy, there's always been room. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's Interesting. yeah. So you know, we well, got speaking of like. What? Keep going? We got pets. Oh, totally derail us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> awesome. What kind of pets did you get, Jake? We got some guinea pigs. You're insane. Why? They're cute. Why don't you get a pet? What? Like, like something that, it, like, I mean, at least a cat knows that can't. you want it to sit. I, I know, I but at least they know they want it to sit, and then they can, you know, they ignore it. You at least can have some kind of bond with that cat. Like your guinea pigs. I mean, they're guinea pigs, man. Come on. Well, I can't have a cat. Can't have a dog? I just, we're gone a lot. Like, we're gone. Like, you know, we wake up, we go to work. That's fair. We go to the gym. So right. they'd be at home by themselves 11, 12 hours a day. And, and I just, sleep. Yeah. that just seems mean. So I would love to have a dog. I really want a dog. <laughs> so can you, like, chill with a guinea pig can you like take him out of his cage and let him sit by you and watch tv or will oh, yeah, i was doing go? it earlier like no they'll just sit on your chest and you scratch him and you know once they get used to you, that's okay then once they get used to you they'll like come up to you and you like when you come up to the cage they'll come up to you and like try to get picked up and that kind of Maybe stuff i have never just owned small animal pets but they're not dogs run away no i mean guinea pigs especially i mean are pretty like guinea, guinea pigs do not exist in the wild. This is this is your fun fact for the day. Okay. They have been so specifically bred to be pets that they don't exist in the wild anymore. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So they they like humans a lot. Okay, I can understand that then. Yeah. So we have we have Murphy <clears throat> and Artemis, our our two girls. And if anybody's, if y'all are a big enough fan of the podcast, you know where both of those come from. <laughs> we'll give you a T-shirt if you can email us in. Mm-hmm. I will specifically make you a forty-two podcast T-shirt if you can email me what two books those names are from. Broken Jars Broadcasting at Gmail dot com or forty-two podcast at Gmail dot com or on Twitter. Or on Twitter. Same thing on Twitter. Even though we don't have a Broken Jars Twitter yet, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. know. 
Hit up the forty-two. I kind of got derailed with all the whole setup and stuff. But okay, so you were about to say something before I completely derailed us. If you remember what you're. Oh, we were talking about automation. Yeah, you mm-hmm. install robots, and we were talking about you know that kind of future tech. And I just thought that segued easily into um, Tesla's ridiculous success with the uh, Model Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. saw one of your friends. We know somebody personally that put the thousand dollars down the yep. night it became available. Mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy. He was it posting it on Facebook. I was like, "Wow, you're committed." What's funny is I saw like I saw some financial guy who was doing some analysis. He's like, "If they're not careful, they're not going to have enough money to produce all of these." in time and they're going to run out so they have to be really careful with their resources or they'll actually go bankrupt before they produce all the threes that they can and have to it's uh they pre-ordered three hundred and twenty-five thousand of them mm-hmm. at a thousand dollars a piece what's the basic math on that that's three that's um uh, three zeros three hundred and twenty-five million dollars right yeah and total sales once that's like once all of those cars are sold is worth fourteen billion. Like if they can get them all sold, if they, the problem is is getting them to production to sell them, you know, to to fulfill the orders is what this one guy was saying. I just right if the car costs them fifty grand to make and they sell them for thirty five grand or you know twenty thousand, you know, so say so for every say say it costs them twenty thousand to make, right? Mm-hmm. So that means for every. 20 pre-orders only one car actually gets made so you're gonna have you know, like so you're only gonna be able to make a small amount of them and hope that no one no one reneges on their pre-order um and that they you could start generating revenue and not everyone will want them by a certain day you know they're gonna because you're always gonna have the whole you know not meeting pre-order deadlines but that they're almost gonna have to I don't think this one. I didn't understand it as having a deadline. I thought it was you're you're in line for the car as it's produced, they, like the Oculus waiting list was. If that's the way it is, that might work out, you know. So here's your car. Give us thirty four thousand or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, they let you know six months in advance. Hey, your car's coming up. Let's okay. start getting the paperwork rolling on this. Okay. Well, I mean, if they do it that way, that'll work fine. Then they'll yeah. be fine. But that's just one guy's opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean. I've listened to crazier shit before. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, is proof. So, I want to I want to roll back to robots. So, we were, I was talking to the CEO of this company, this robot company, and she was like, "You know, there's been a lot of talk now of, you know, robot unions. Is it ethical to run these robots twenty four seven without giving them bricks? So it's like all these new ethics. How coin- could there be any discussion? I mean." We've been running diesel motors or light bulbs. It's just a technology. Right, right. But I just I mean if 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 the if the creature has fatigue, like it would make sense. Like if we're putting organic materials in there that need to like get the you know, lycos out of their blood or whatever or Right. I just you know, I, otherwise I, I wouldn't it's a, that's a ridiculous. That's just a fun But it was another interesting thing board. was these people all their test robots they had really personified. They referred to them as Johnny Five. Well, you know, they they all had names and they all talked about their temperaments and this weird stuff. And it's like, huh? That's oh, it's happening, Jake. Oh yeah. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's gonna be way closer to the Ghost in the Shell and like you know Akira or Akia. Akira, how do you yeah. say it? Oh, have we talked since I went and did that? 
What? I went and saw um, the Americans call it Akira. You know, the Japanese, the eighties Japanese post-apocalypse. Yeah, uh, uh, Akira. Right. Akira. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw that in the movies. Oh yeah. Like in the theater. Yeah. Where'd you see it at? Um, River Oaks has an old school theater. Oh like nice. The kind with like the marquee in the front. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's only got like two screens. I think maybe it had maybe two screens or maybe just one. And it's the kind of theater that has the curtains that roll back, and there's a stage, nice. and then there's like a, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. the seating's old school. It's not, you know, new in any way. It's like several generations old, and it's the, one of those places that plays movies at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll play spaghetti westerns three nights in a row, or they'll play like a, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They played it at midnight on uh, the first, on the first of April. Cool. I was, I was like, man, we're gonna get down there, and this is gonna be a joke. <laughs> Turns out we got down there. We thought, you know, maybe twenty, thirty people. Like, like how why, how could this be that popular? Right. Hundreds of people, dude. Hundreds. It was like the Star Wars opening, right? <laughs> and we had bought our tickets off of um, online, so mm-hmm. we had like the little scanner on my phone, and I didn't know how it worked. So there's this giant line that's like talking to the person selling the tickets, like the clerk. And I just walked through that line and got into the waiting lobby area like I had a ticket. So I'm, there's a bunch of these rows of people waiting in line. So I just stood there thinking, like, as we went, I would show them my ticket on my phone. Right. Man, when they opened that door, there was a fucking stampede. It was like, get in there now or you're going to get ran over. So I just ran in there with everybody else. Never showed them my ticket. I mean, I did pay for it, so I didn't feel bad. Right. I just thought it was weird. It's like, man, we could just show up on midnight movies and just come watch movies. Like, they don't check. So how, I mean, you know, you can imagine the people working at this kind of theater at midnight. Right, yeah. It looks like they had all just taken a several dabs. They were all having, you know, fun. There's a bar upstairs. It was a cool mm-hmm. place, dude. So what was, it, what was it like? Like, uh, like the, the experience of seeing it on the big screen in the theater, you know. Okay, so we did go see it on April 1st. Okay. And they did actually, like, April Fool's Us, whatever you want to call it, right? We all sit down, and the movie starts to play, and they've got it on double speed. And it's like... And everybody's like, stop it! Play it at normal speed! And it's like, oh, this is terrible, right? And then they fix it, and you know, uh, you can hear the guys in the projector booth laughing or whatever, and everybody laughs with them. That was the other thing about this experience, is it's... It's its own little, like, community. I could tell I was on the outside. Like, I'm not... Because the people there, like, knew each Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? You know, while you're waiting in line. It's like, oh, yeah, I like this movie. You know, you could hear him talking. And then throughout the movie, they laughed and joked at parts that I didn't... It's like, why is that funny? Like, you have to have seen this movie enough time with these people to find this humor that's a collective humor that's, I don't know, buried deep in this movie or whatever, right? But, um... So they do that whole... They play the joke, everybody laughs, and then they start playing it. And if you've ever seen that movie, it has excellent English voiceover. Yes, yes, it does. It's like very it's good. Professional quality English voiceover. But they chose to play it in Japanese with the subtitles. Right. And I have a feeling that if I spoke both languages, I would prefer the English language. I really do feel the inflection from the Japanese puts a slightly different tone on the movie. You know, they, 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 they yelled more than they should or they, the jokes aren't subtle enough or the, the people making or the, the, the voice actors 
are acting too much. Where on the English side, you forget that they're acting. Like, you, you know, you can slip more into it. So I was disappointed there. And it turns out that that movie's a movie that should be watched on a, just a nice, good TV at your house. Yeah. That yeah. movie's... It's too hard to consume with that many people. Yeah, I could see that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. You feel weird. It's like, oh, I don't... I, it's like watching porn in a theater. It just wouldn't work. You know what I mean? There's this weird feeling associated with it. It's like, I don't want you watching me watch this. Because if anybody hasn't seen that movie... It's weird. It's intense. Yeah, there's I've a, seen it a bunch of times now, and this time watching it in the movie theater, I still was picking up on things. I'm like, oh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't get that the f- first 200 times I saw this movie. Right. Yeah, there's a theater like that here, which I haven't been to yet. But looking over their movies, I'm like, oh, I should totally go. It's a great experience because they're doing um, Fear and Loathing on Saturday. You should do it. Except we are. It is not for us. It is not for our generation. Like, sitting at midnight, you know, at, at 1.45, 2 o'clock, right, you know, like, there's 15 minutes left in that movie. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Well, the Fear and Loathing is at 7.15, so that wouldn't be too bad. Oh, well, that's totally different. You know, the midnight showings. Right, well, yeah. Those they, are ones are... They have the Monty Python and Holy Grail at midnight, like, coconut night. I'm just like, oh, that'd be so See, much... See, that's perfect, right? Because you go, you go to a bar, you get drunk, you get, you know, not smash, but you go get good... You walk over to the movie theater or Uber over there, right? Mm. You watch the first 45 minutes, 37 minutes, the good part of the movie. You know what I mean? And then you leave. <laughs> you don't have to watch the whole two hours or whatever of that movie. You can just, you can get most of the Mighty Python, your fill of Mighty Python in the first hour. Oh, yeah. Easy. But, yeah. So, it's just way on the other side of Pittsburgh. And as anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that uh, that's a long ass way away, <laughs> especially now since I've moved even farther away from the other side of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Oh, have you? Yeah. So, I don't know if I, I, we talked about this, but I and I haven't gone there yet, but there's a place we're going to have to go try next time you come up. And I kid you not, this is the name of the place. Hank's Frozen Custard and Mexican Food and Burgers and Fries. That's the name? That's the name. I love it. <laughs> like, Frozen Custard and Mexican Food. Also burgers and fries. <laughs> so it's just like I cannot wait to actually go see this place. That's one of those places like yet? No, well it just reopened up because all of its seating is outside. So it's it's like more of a to go place. Uh, oh. So they only they're open only open during the warm season, which is a weird thing that I'm having to get used to up here. There's lots of places that are really, really seasonal. Which that's growing up in Houston, you know, that's just not something that happened. Well there's ever. only two seasons here. Hot and more hot well we get yeah we get like a summer and then there's some season that doesn't exist anywhere else but it's a it's a combination of spring and fall you'll just flip back and forth between spring and fall you know it'll be two weeks of cold two weeks of hot and pretty and two weeks of cold and two weeks you know you know, just flip back and forth and then it's hot again so there's these two weird seasons but the average is probably just 80 degrees year round <laughs> yeah so yeah so we're we're in our house. It's nice. Yeah, finally starting to get settled. <laughs> yeah, the books are on the shelf now. Books are on the shelf. Lost yeah. a little bit of the echo. Yeah, so that's that's how. Every time you do a little bit of that, you lose a little bit of your echo. You should put a poster on the the wall to your side to the side. Yeah, and I need to put something in front. I know, yeah. I know well, this I mean, guy's helping, that, but yeah, that helps a lot on the front. But you need like some canvas canvas painting on the side. Get something cool. Get like a 
Get a Harry Dresden oil. Well, eventually, I think. I'm going to have to go test out the internet down there. Put your sword on top of the bookshelf. Ooh, I should. But if, I think I'm going to go put my put this down in the wine cellar. So I can oh, do well, like, yeah. you know, make it like my little cave and stuff. I'm in. <laughs> man, I'm, that, that's sexy to me. I, I'd always, I've always wanted a, a real man cave. You know, like like old school Italian, like uh, like a oven brick. You know what I mean? Like archways, and it's it's kind of low. I mean, for me, it'd be like seven foot, but still, it'd be kind of you know tight. Like the archways would be even kind of lower. You know, like fucking oil torches and shit. You know, uh, man, you you might get a little claustrophobic in my basement. Most of it's like six foot four. Six or five. It's like right there. I mean, there's parts where I have to duck. The wine cellar is not too bad, but like I still have to like duck around and like duck through doors and stuff. That's awesome to me. And what's really cool is the basement is the original Riverstone foundation. So the the walls are all rock and stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 They almost weren't able to drill through because we got our air conditioner installed. Because we didn't have an air conditioner, um, and they, were, they were trying to find a place to actually drill through to get into the basement so they could run like the piping and stuff. Wow! <laughs> they found they found a place like basically with this porch was sitting on top of in some of the house, like the wood foundation. They're like, yeah, that wood foundation is seven and a half inches thick. Damn. Yeah. The the stone is like twenty two inches thick. Damn, your house is built on a rock, yo. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's been here for one hundred and fourteen years, and it's gonna be here for one hundred and fourteen more if we yeah. need as long as someone takes care of it. What are y'all natural disasters up there? Hurricanes? Um, the worst you got to deal with is a terrible blizzard, maybe. Blizzards, um, not really where we are, but in other parts of Pittsburgh, like flooding is a really big deal. Okay, because right, um, it's all rock, water rushes off. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, technically, tornadoes can happen here, but they're rare, rare. So you're kind of in a, you know, you're in a pretty safe spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have to be a really big hurricane to right, really screw us up. It would be, it, it'd almost be like Dallas, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to hurricane. It would have to be a just giant sucker to get get in there and come at the perfect angle and everything else but yeah for the most part it's just blizzard it's cold like you know really cold temperatures lots of snow uh, but yeah for in terms of bad weather it's not really bad like i was i joke with people here and they think i'm joking but i'm not i'm like look in oklahoma you're legit scared the weather's going to try to kill you at least once a year like you're legit worried it will murder you. I've seen it. Like when I was up there when we were teenagers. I mean, you could see well, you could see for what it feels like thirty miles, but you would see storms on the horizon. And Jacob's like, "Yeah, if that was here, that'd be a real fucking." Oh, what about that time where we, me and Ashley, came up to see you? Oh, and that was huge like twenty-two or twenty-three. Yeah, a huge storm rolled through, and we were at a like we were at Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, and we saw you saw it on the radar, and you're like, "We need to go home." And I was go- like, really? You were like, yeah, 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 we need to go home. And we got home, and it was like five minutes later. I mean, it's a beautiful day, and I'm like, why do we need to go home? I couldn't get it. You know, I mean, I saw the line coming, but 
in Houston, you see a red line coming towards you, and it's like, oh, that's going to be pretty shitty, but you can drive in it. In Oklahoma, it's like perfectly blue skies, and then whoosh, and the, it goes black, y'all. I'm talking, you can't see sunlight and lightning. It felt like it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and the raindrops were the size of golf balls. I mean, it was just raining. It's hard to describe how big the, the raindrops were. They were fucking... In, I'm not shitting you. What, half the size of a paintball? Yeah, yeah. Huge raindrops. And it flooded the parking lot in like, what was it, 30 minutes? There was six inches of water in the whole parking lot. Everything was just water. An hour later, then, it was like, sunny again. <laughs> and an hour later, it was dry and sunny. I was like, what, what happened? And you're like, oh, those happen all the time. That's just a summertime thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, there's only been a couple of times where I've been, where I've been like that. I remember, I remember one time I was, like, get, I was home. getting my oil like, changed. Oh, <laughs> I was getting my oil changed, and so I was watching the when you're watching the weather. And I remember calling up my girlfriend. And I was like, "Do you have to go to your next class?" She's like, "No, why?" Is like, "Cause I'm coming to pick you up, and we're going to my parents' house. Cause my parents, at their house, they have a storm shelter. And a it, legit storm shelter, legit, probably handled F5s. Uh, it was six inches of reinforced cement." On Built all sides. into the foundation. You're tied into the, the foundation. Like a four-inch steel door or something. Yeah. Wasn't it, the door almost impossible to close? It was like heavy. It was really heavy, and yeah, it was. And we were driving, and like just like in the movies, like the the horizon was completely emerald green. Mm. Man, spooky as shit. Like, like I'm doing like a hundred trying to beat this storm to my parents' house. It was rough, man. Yeah, it's not that bad here. I mean, Houston's got to deal with hurricanes occasionally. And um, that's a bit. I mean, tornadoes, rarely. Yeah, well, with where Houston is, like, it's really got to come at a funky angle around yeah. Mexico to hit you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like New Orleans, New Orleans or even like Alabama or Mississippi. Or Florida, poor Florida. Yeah, like Florida. hit twice by the same hurricane. Damn. <laughs> Honestly, if it's big enough, three times, depending on the angle. Yeah, the way it happens, yeah. Speaking of going to Disney in the fall, I'm so excited. I am too. I am too. That's so exciting. I'm happy for anybody who gets to go to Disney. (laughs) Are you going to Cali or Florida? Florida. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my wife really wants to go to Harry Potter land. Which is not in Disney. No, but it's it's in Orlando. Yeah, but it's not in Disney. Right, I know, but I you've been to Disney. You know why that you know what that means. You can be in Disney and not be. You're like 45 minutes from being off of Disney in a car. Disney is fucking huge. Like 40 square miles, I think, is what it is. I think it's way bigger than that. It's it's. I want to say it's like 500 square miles. Oh, it's not that big. No, he it's. Like it's it's a well, most of it's undeveloped, but like what Disney owns is huge. What Disney owns, uh, the resort is forty square miles or the same size as San Francisco. <laughs> That's how it's the same size as San Francisco. How much of that? How much of properties right there though? That it, it, even if it's not developed, just uh, undeveloped. that's just what it's saying. Is it's forty square miles? I don't know if that, but forty square miles is. 23,000 acres, if I'm doing my math right. Mm-hmm. I could uh, be wrong. Could be wrong. I thought it was huge. 25,000 like, acres. Wow. That's 
huge. It's huge. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't understand until I went, but you can go... Like, there are resorts that are miles away from other resorts that are their own little towns that you can take buses to the other resorts. Like, just going to the different places you can stay yeah. is like an experience. Uh-huh. You don't even have to go to, like, well, in Disney to have this weird experience. It's and all crazy. the places have their own restaurants. and Yeah, and, and vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, if you stay at Epcot, it's a totally different feeling than if you stay at, like, the um, camping grounds, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the camping grounds are cool. Like, um, Mickey and Minnie did, like, a sing-along marshmallow roasting contest thing. Like, at, you know, at night, you could go to, like, this big yeah. bonfire. And yeah, we stayed there one year. somebody was giving, you know, swimming lessons or funny, like, diving shows. I didn't go to it. But, yeah, there was all kinds of events happening, like, at the campgrounds. Yeah, Disney's out of my entire... We spent... In- I think we spent nine days, eight days or something there. Oh, wow. And I met one rude person. Well, it's hard to be not happy there. I mean, it really is the happiest place on yeah, earth. Yeah, he was an old, old, grizzly, bearded janitor dude. Man, he was an asshole. I was like, wow. Like, and what's really weird is it was, like, in Houston, he's not that big of an asshole. But once you've been at Disney and everybody's been, like, it's hard to describe. They're not, like, overly polite in, like, a syrupy, sick way. They're just, they seem to be happy. It's hard to describe. Like, everybody there's pretty happy. Like, I've got a kick-ass job. And it's like, yeah, I think you have a kick-ass job. Yeah. Everybody seems to understand that, except this one dude. And and you go from experiencing all of these cool people to that one asshole, it's such a slap in the face. You're like, oh, yeah, their assholes exist. Because, I don't know, you... It, the whole place. It's hard to describe. And people who've never been there don't understand how many people that is. There are hundreds of employees there all the time, all around Wait, you. wait, 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 wait. Here, I actually saw the stat. I was looking through something. Um, Disney World, Disney World, not Disney the company, Disney World employs 62,000 people. Uh, I believe it. There are, there are buses running almost 24 hours a day. As soon as one pulls out, they've got, and they're so good at this that that other bus will pull in within the next like 30 seconds to a minute, you know, and then it loads and it drives off. You know, if you think about just the bus drivers, there's hundreds or a thousand bus drivers. Like in our campground alone, they had six buses running all the time to take you from the campgrounds back to the, where you, like a hub of buses where you could go to mm-hmm. the different places. Yep. And there's different routes, and you'd get on, and the guy would be all nice, or he'd have a funny story, or he was good at jokes, or if it was just me and my brother, it was late at night, and we'd had a few drinks at Epcot because it stayed open late one night, and we were coming mm-hmm. back. He was giving us a hard time, but in like a Disney fun way. It was just, it was hilarious. I just, that place is awesome. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, any opportunity to go to Disney, I'm down for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> I was looking at the Harry Potter lane tickets, 150 bucks for one day, a piece. <laughs> And you still have to pay for Orlando Studios to get into the Harry Potter part? Well, that's all included. Oh, so you're just talking to get into Orlando Studios 150 yeah. a day? That's what, problem Disney, is, that's what Disney is. Disney's uh, like $90 a day or whatever. Depending it depends on, on how, yeah, how, well, it depends on how long you In stay. the package. And, yeah. No, I actually, I, uh, I was curious one day. I think we might have talked about this, but I was like, okay, if you want to do it up at Disney, like max out everything, stay at the nicest resort. Mm-hmm. Best meal plan, best everything. Mm-hmm. One month at Disney World would cost you forty thousand dollars. That's not that bad, though. It's not that bad for the luxury that month would provide. 
Because we had um we had the fast passes. Did I ever have we discussed this on the podcast? Where we had the fast passes, we had three rides a day, uh, and it was we were like one of the first big groups of people that had fast passes. It was we were there like as we were maybe two weeks after they had unveiled it as a you know like actually in their alpha not beta but in right. 1.0 or whatever, mm-hmm. and it messed up on us. We couldn't get into our cabins, and it was all fucked up. And what Disney did to fix it. Ever talk about that? They gave no. us three fast passes. So we, we bought the three, right? Every person in the 20 people that went had three fast passes a day. And you had to like schedule your fast, what you wanted to do in a certain you know, two-block hour or whatever. Right. You had to send it in before you went. So everybody filled theirs out. And then when we got there and this, they messed it all up, we had our original three. Those became anytime fast passes. Like they didn't, you weren't scheduled because right, you the schedule just walk was all messed up, up right? And then they gave us three extra. Oh, wow. So everybody in the family had six fast passes a day. Jeez. And not everybody, you know, one person that went was an 89-year-old lady, so she didn't use her fast pass for anything. So that's six extra passes throughout the 20 people. And then we had a, like a four, you know, a three-year-old that had his fast pass, so that went, you know what I mean? It's just like I went for eight days, seven days at Disney, did not stand in the line one time. God, I hate you. Period. I didn't. There was not a single. I didn't. I don't know what Disney's like with lines. It was a totally. And but what was crazy is Disney's so good about line entertainment that I feel like I missed some of the rides because I didn't. Oh yeah. Lines. Like a twenty-minute wait in line at Disney is actually really fun. Yeah. That's. Yeah, because we were we would be walking by people and they'd be playing little mini games on the Mm -hmm. wall, shooting guns and stuff, and I'm like, that wait, that's not part of the ride. You know. You know. I'm talking to Blake. I'm like, damn it, that looks cool. You know. The special, the ride that exemplified it the most was the one where you built your own car. Oh yeah, yeah, that well, was. We just went and got on and started building our own car, and then got on the car and drove. Right, like we didn't. There was no waiting. But as you're, we walked past this line that looked like maybe a thirty, forty-five minute line. Every like twenty feet is another kiosk of cool shit to do, and I'm like, well, that's part of the ride. Like you're yeah, supposed to do. go through that. So I don't. We didn't really talk about. It, so this is gonna be like the one about Disney World. So what was uh like? your favorite ride or attraction or whatever? Well, let's see. The safari was cool. The safari is really cool. Because I've never seen those animals. And they're way different in real life. Yeah. Like, there's something about seeing a giraffe in real life where you go, holy shit, that's what they actually look like. Like, everybody that's knows really what a giraffe tall. looks like. <laughs> but when you see them in real life, you know, just 20 feet away, you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, if, if they didn't exist... And somebody put them in a TV show or a movie, you'd be like, that's ridiculous. That doesn't even look like an alien. That doesn't even look like, what are they trying to make? It just wouldn't make sense to you. That's what they look like in real life. You're like, what the fuck? Or you see rhinos, and you're like, wow, they do look like tanks. Like, there's just something about a rhino in real life or the tigers that you're seeing a prime uh, predator in real life. You know, that those lazy lions, and they're just laying on the rocks or whatever, and then they kind of take interest and, like, stand up or whatever. There's a there's a wave of like Dresden talks about where you just your spine shivers. You're like, oh, it's like that <laughs> thing could kill me. Like you just know it in your DNA when you see those kind of animals. But my favorite thing that I did is me and my 19 uh, year old brother. We went no holes barred on a full five star uh, the French restaurant the they French have at restaurant. Epcot. Yeah, I think we're going to. Try and hit the French restaurant 
We did the five star one. So they have three French restaurants. Mm-hmm. They've got the one downstairs that's just like fast food almost. Then they have the nice one. Then there's one that they'll take you like it's kind of like this private one that you go up these like spiral velvet staircases and then they go upstairs and there's like maybe three or four people eating and there's like eight wait. It's the only like five star experience I've ever had in my life where I really did feel like like oh I don't I don't know how to I don't know where to put my hands. It was one of those feelings. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> feel like I'm supposed to be here at all. And we didn't. No bullshit. They said it's on like this, I guess the second or third floor of this building. And the way, for people who haven't been there, Epcot's this giant horseshoe around a lake. And in the middle of this lake is this thing that they've set up that they can do pyrotechnics on. It's an amazing fireworks show. It does does flamethrowers and fireworks, and and it's all over this rippling water, and they do it late at night. It's like 9.30 or whatever. Well, our reservations were for like 8.45. So we were literally the last table. Once we left, they were going to, you know, clean that table and not put anybody else at it kind of thing. And our table was at the wall with the window, you know, uh, framing the the table. Mm -hmm. So we're eating this awesome, and we didn't care. Whatever we wanted, we didn't look at the price. Just fuck it. I got the the pre-dinner drink, you know, like they give you this cognac or something that's supposed to be good or whatever. I got that. We got the duck, you know, like the most expensive thing they had on the menu. I was like, well, let's just pick the most expensive thing. We got two of those. Um, we got the – so as they bring us this um, – have you seen on YouTube or Reddit or like uh, Facebook? It was floating around for a while. Those chocolate sphere desserts right? that were so popular. Everybody was showing gifts of them. We got one of those. We didn't know what it was. We just ordered this berry chocolate thing that we thought would be good. And they bring it out, and it's in this sphere. And we were like, is that what we <laughs> I thought it was you know like we don't know what's going on and then the guy pours the hot syrup and as it's melting the fireworks shows going off and this thing's melting here and we're eating this thing and they bring me like a I got a dessert um, some sweet liqueur kind of you know like it's one and a half ounces of this awesome liquor uh, and then I got a the cappuccino the dessert cappuccino and we're eating this dessert thing and the fireworks are going off and this the service and the ambiance is like ratatouille like you're in like a five-star ratatouille like level Mm -hmm. that was the greatest that was one of the coolest experiences of my life man you know how bad my memory is and i can remember almost all of it to a t like it was awesome the only thing i can say is don't get the duck not a yeah i'm not a big fan of duck Fuck duck man that shit sucks i mean it was good but i just didn't like the texture i just it's like you have to duck is like coffee you have to probably eat that enough times before you start to really appreciate, like, oh, this is good duck. Right. But I, I didn't. I'm not. I don't have a palate for duck. Should have <laughs> gone with the steak. Yeah. Always good. New York, they offered New York strips. Should have got that from a French <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> What's your greatest experience at Disney? What's the one that really blew your mind? Oh man, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. They've got cool shit there, man. One of my favorite rides, well, I don't know, attractions or whatever, is Soren. Did you do that one? In yeah, Epcot, the hang glider one. That one's super cool. That one is cool. We had a perfect seat for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Like the one thing about Star Wars part was cool. Star Wars is cool. I love Hollywood Disney. That's my Hollywood favorite part. Disney was cool. I, I like the ambiance. Just walking around was fun. I mean, the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show in 3D. If y'all, I mean, everybody listening's probably gone and seen a 3D movie. But if you go different. watch the, if you go watch the Muppets 3D, 
that shit really does have that effect where you're like, oh shit, like it really does feel like it's right here in front of you. Or even, I don't know how, but it feels like it's past you even. Like, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, it's they're insane. Disney 3D, like in Disney World, is so different. Like the, because uh, I can actually see it a bit at Disney World, which is I think rare it would for give me. you a headache if you had to watch that more than 15 minutes. I think they're really pushing the limits of what they can do. Well, the thing is, optically. like, I. Um, they're like holograms floating in the air. It's yeah. My, my boss used to work at Disney World. Cool. And like they engineer, like they study it because there's so many people there. They study it. They know every inch of that park. They have test, like test facilities mm-hmm. just, just to test people walking through the new line set up for a new ride. Yeah, right. Like they, they, they're so scientific Their about gift it. gift shops are uh, set up. Like their gift shops are engineered. They don't just randomly have a kiosk in the middle of the gift shop. Right. That's that's put there because you weren't gonna walk there anyway. There was a natural triangle of traffic pattern that allows them to put a two by two kiosk. Like it's very engineered. Yeah, it, you can tell. It's, it's a, something you like if you take a step back and look at it, it's really awe inspiring. Just how fluid that park runs. For as big as it is, as many moving parts as there is, as fluid as it runs, it's incredible. It's it's an exp- I was the most excited person out of all the twenty something people that were going, and there was literally every age bracket from three to ninety, and I'm the one who's fucking tripping about going to Disney. And my grandmother's like, "Why are you so excited?" You know, it's like I'm excited to see the park itself. I've heard that it's difficult to find people taking the trash out. Like I'm gonna be watching for the people taking the trash out. Like I'm. It's it's so well done. It's awe-inspiring. It's ins- it's um Yeah, magical. There's no other way to describe it. It's it's an experience. It's such a luxury. It's it's an amazing experience. I wanted to see, I just wanted to see it run. I just wanted mm-hmm. to see the actual It's a yeah, I don't know. How, there's it's I get tongue-tied even trying to talk about it. I saw this thing. I don't remember where it was, somewhere online. But I was like, if you take your girlfriend or wife to Disney and they don't literally skip to the first ride, you have the right to leave them right there. (laughs) You know, I'm the guy who's watching the... the, Have you seen the new Castle show? Where they use lasers to paint 3D objects on the... uh, Uh They change the castle. You have to go watch that. Uh, like yeah. at at Magic Kingdom, you have to stay there and watch the fire watch the castle change. It's been like five they, years since I've been, five six years since I've been. They change the castle; it'll be like Aladdin's castle, and then it'll be like Belle's castle, and then it'll be Frozen's castle. And it is done so well that it is difficult to see Cinderella's castle underneath. And they're using just laser projection, and it's like, oh, that's cool. But if you have any kind of tech savvy at all, and you know how like powerful that projector must be. You just look up. You're not watching the castle. You're looking up at the the where it's coming from. You're going. That could Damn. melt people. <laughs> that could kill you if you stepped in front of it. You know, it's the, it's that kind of thing, and it is, like, so, they do like Tinkerbell will fly off in the castle. Like they can they can animate characters. So mm-hmm. like the castle will be, you know, Peter Pan's castle or whatever, or Tinkerbell's castle, and and she'll fly off, and as she goes to leave the the screen which is the castle so she makes yellow sparks when she flies they'll shoot a firework off perfectly timed so it's like augmented reality in this weird way it's an experience man like that's my engineering like geeky side was just like i had a hard on the whole time just 
I'm like, do you know how difficult this is to achieve? I keep telling Ashley. I'm like, do you know, you know how hard that must be to keep running? You know, I just keep telling her that stuff, and she's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, look at this line. Look at these. Look how there are a million people here, and we're moving fairly quickly. If you do want to panic yourself, though, like if you're if you do want to go freak yourself out, go get in the middle of uh, Main Street uh-huh. right before the parade and get stuck like right there in the middle where you can't go back or forth. Like you're just there's thousands of people around you and you're just standing because you couldn't push your way out. Like you're shoulder to shoulder. There are it feels like millions and you can't move. You just have to wait 45 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. That is panic inducing. You're just like, oh, I need you to get out of my way. And you can feel the tension throughout every single person there. They have the same tension. So it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And it's like, oh, that's the only stressful part of Disney is that being in that. <laughs> what we did since we had after hours is we would just go back into the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go back the other way. Don't try to leave the park. Go back into the park. Yeah, that's what you do. You just go like magic hour is the best. Like when whenever we say that we stay on campus, so generally what I would do is about two or three o'clock. I go back to the hotel or the camper wherever and take mm-hmm. a nap. Yeah, it's like take a three four hour nap. Wake up at seven. Go get some dinner and then go hit whatever magic hours are open. Mm-hmm. Magic hours, great. Yeah, there was the last time I went, I hit Epcot. Cause it was like, it was just me and like one of my brothers and my parents. So like they were in bed. It's like, well, I'm going to go hit magic hours. So it was just me. And I hit, hit the back entrance to Epcot, which is right by the English pub. And like the fireworks are going. So I go watch the fireworks and walk into the pub and order some shots and some beer and just enjoy and like talk to this gorgeous Irish woman for an hour or two. I don't know how long it was, but it was a while. Just, I was like, I got to listen to this voice all day. And I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good. So I just start meandering around Epcot, doing rides and seeing attractions, just kind of drunk, just having fun. <laughs> yeah. It was so nice. Yeah. That's what me and my brother did. I mean, he couldn't drink, but we may or may not have taken a left-handed <laughs> cigarette, right? And we rented uh, golf carts. Like when, you're, when we stay at like the camping grounds, they, you can rent a golf cart for like 30 bucks a week or whatever it was. So we had a golf cart. And we took that, and we had our campground was way almost at the, my grandmother got it as close to the, the lake as you could, because the lake took you to the Magic Kingdom. Right. And Magic Kingdom is where we were going to do two days, and everywhere else we were going to do one. So it just made more sense. You could go on a Magic Kingdom and get over there and mm-hmm. get on the, the, the train that took you to everywhere else. So did like you not that. have park hopper? Like, could you only go to one park at a time? Or could you jump one between a, parks? One a day. Okay. Yeah. See that whenever I go, I like to get the park hopper so I can go to like Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Then, you know, just kind of bounce around as I like. That would be best. That would be best. Yeah, that'd be. It turns out though, I could I could just go spend a week at Magic Kingdom. Yes, there's... I love Magic Kingdom. The only one I'd have a hard time spending a whole day at, especially now that I've been once, is Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I don't want to go back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool to go do the safari again. Like, it's still cool. The safari's fun. It's cool, but... And the Everest ride's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Everest ride. Yes. That's the one where you you almost fall off the rail, and then yeah. it takes you backwards, and you do it mm-hmm. all backwards. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But you don't go to Disney to ride rides. No. You go to Universal to ride rides. 
which is a mistake that we made. We went, you know, all those days to Disney, and I didn't take a single day to just go to Universal. Right. And I should just go ride some world-class 5A roller coasters. That's one of the only reasons I'm okay with spending that much money to go see Harry Potter Land. Oh, it's worth it if you get access to everything else. All right, sweetie. You're going to have to give me a couple hours or you're going to ride some fucking roller coasters. Some real ones where I'm nervous. I want to ride on, you know, roller coasters. I want to do the Dueling Dragon one so bad. That's there. Is that there or is that in Cedar Point? I think that's there. You'd have to, uh, I don't know. Dude. I'd have to look it up. Oh, yeah. I was, oh. Yeah, excited. It's going to be nice. It's gonna be, we're going in October. Actually, the plan is to go over my birthday. Nice. Yeah, so if, again, if you've never been, you don't know. Like, they know. They ask for everyone's birthday, and they know. Like, whenever you scan your thing, they pops up and tells someone hey tell this person happy birthday so every crew member you meet has happy birthday every meal you get like you get a cake or something you get a cake like my parents my parents went for their one of their big anniversaries 30th anniversary or whatever that's how great disney world is that's where my mom wanted to go for her big anniversary and your dad don't fuck around when it comes to anniversaries he got if she gr- said she wanted to go to paris they were going to paris like he doesn't fuck around they got the grand suite at the grand floridian the one with a balcony that overlooks the Magic Kingdom. Like I, like I said, that dude don't fuck around when it comes to anniversaries. But I've, seen him, I've seen him drop grands. I don't know how many multiple thousand dollars on, it was on roses. No, but on roses, oh, roses alone. Roses alone, yeah. But like, yeah. Come home with like a thousand dollars worth of roses. You're like, holy shit! It takes like three people to carry them in. It's, it's like, ah, not really. But it's it's it. When he used to do the rose bouquet, it was. Oh, he still does it. Does Every he still year? do it? Mm-hmm. it How many roses is it now? Uh, 40, 50, 60 roses? Because he's got one for... There's a whole bunch of different reasons. There's, there's a red one for every year. Mm-hmm. A yellow one for every decade. A, a white one for every son. And a pink one for every daughter-in-law. And now there's going to be grandkids. Now there's going to be grandkids. He's going to have to figure out some funky color. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah, so, yeah, it's at least 50. It's yeah, least and 50. if you know, like, what that meant, like, when he was like, well, sons, that's like, Seven. seven you know what i mean like it's like that's a lot it's daughter-in-laws another seven you know what i mean like, i mean just do- i mean assuming we all get married you know yeah. it'll be a dozen just between sons and daughters <laughs> but you know every place they went like every time they sat down to dinner there was like confetti and like hearts and stuff on their table and like that kind of like it's so cool like yeah. i it's it's a place where the where the the help is an attraction. Yeah, the, just just being there is an experience is an attraction. Like just seeing yeah. it work. Yeah, yeah. Just the bus routes are impressive. Yeah. Just my logistical brain, you know, because I've played enough of these like city building video games or whatever. I'm like, how do they get the buses to run like this? Like my mind is just like, I can't. This is insane. How good these people are at running. I mean, I, I mean. If you've played Roller Coaster Tycoon, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if you've played Roller Coaster Tycoon and then you go to Disney, you're like, holy shit, this is master level. Yeah. Oh, it's master it's good level. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now that we've sufficiently bored our audience. <laughs> hey, if they listen to this, they're weirdos. That's a true statement. But we're weird people, so, you know, the company is good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you like us, we probably like you. Probably. Probably. Yeah. 
Which is nice to know. We've got, you know, several dozen friends out there. That we've never met, and maybe one day will, maybe one day won't. They would just send us a tweet. I'm pretty sure we're friends with like a dozen bots. That's it. <laughs> hey, man, like, the, the listening totals have been starting to clip up. So I mean, nice. they were really even for a long time. Nice. Like, only varied one or two, but now they've started, like, every episode's been, like, one or two more, one or two more, one or two more. They wouldn't have to do it for several hundred years before we've got a real audience. That's all. <laughs> I just got to hit that critical mass, and then it's all good. Yeah, three yeah. years. Speaking of, we are Pintuple Legit Plus One. Oh, yeah, we missed it last week. We missed it last week. Y'all got into it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's fun to have on, though. Yeah, he, yeah. We might have to think about making him a semi-permanent host because yeah. it's really rare to be friends with somebody that has such opposing views. Like we could be—it's weird to be have so much in common and have so little in common at the same time. Right. So it works well for the podcast. It does. It does. But still, <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. Uh, it's been nice getting back into sort of this kind of just like chilling out. And yeah, me and you talking. Yeah, this is an opportunity for people to be part of our lives. This is for all you voyeurs out there. Well, that also makes the internet go around, right? Voyeurism and porn, which Perhaps. generally go right together. Yeah, well, <laughs> voyeurism slash porn dash cats. <laughs> if we ever start making a t-shirt, we're going to make that one. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it. Just fucking like make a 42 podcast shirt. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. We could do the logo. We could do the logo. That'd be fun. Yeah, do it on a light gray with a or uh, a dark gray t-shirt with a light gray mm-hmm. logo. Yeah. Be clean. So we're you gonna call it soon. We're kind of learning out of steam, or are we gonna? Yeah, well, I mean, we want to dig into our Slack. We dig in the Slack. You got any recommends? Well. This week, I don't know. This one, actually, I think you should just improve your life a little bit, right? We're getting into the springtime. Maybe join a gym. Start doing some push-ups, yoga, you know. Start doing something physical that'll help you maintain during the summertime. You know, well, just coming into the summertime, you know. Start, you know, getting a little bit better shape. If you've been sitting around on a couch, staying warm like Jacob does during the winter, it's, it's time to not do that no more, man. You can get out there and mow the yard now. We, well, it's still snowing where Jacob lives, but my point is... It was literally is, snowing over the weekend. Yeah, my point is, though, is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, a little bit. Because like, we had been working out of the house, but now that we've moved, there's actually a really convenient gym for us, so we've gotten back in the gym, and it's so funny how stereotypical every gym is. <laughs> so, like, you got the cardio section. Mm-hmm. Three quarters chicks, twenty five percent dudes. Then you have like the circuit training stuff, ninety percent chicks. You have the aerobic stuff, ninety percent chicks. Free weights, hundred percent dudes. Or like ninety nine percent dudes. It's so like you can walk into any gym anywhere in the country, and that's exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah, there might be one chick out of a thousand that's over there pumping iron, going, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." More that's more girls are starting to get into it. Like, now that they figured out that they're not going to get, like, super huge without taking steroids. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of CrossFit chicks now. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so funny because you also see, like, the same types of people. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's always different ones. And there's one of my favorites and there's there's one in particular at this gym. It's it's the woman who still wants to think she's 22. Mm-hmm. Like there's this there's this woman. She's I would guess probably about 35. Still attractive, but you know, she's definitely spent a little too much time out in the sun. Just a little leathery. But it's like she she wears the high knee socks, the short shorts, and the pigtails. Mm. In like a super tight shirt with like the, the bra coming out the top. And, Good but, girl. But if you look at her, you're like, you're way too old to be looking at me like that. Nah. nah, nah. Well, there is a point, but if it's still okay, it's still okay. It's like you're just running some camouflage to try to pick up some 22-year-old gym rat. That's what you're doing. She got it. He does too. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, gyms are good. Gyms are good. You know, just like one of the best bits of advice I ever heard is going into a gym for the first time can be intimidating. Sure. So here's my advice. If you're going to get into the gym for the first time, one, get a personal trainer just to show you how all the machines work because they will. He'll take take you an hour, first visit. He'll walk you through every machine and show you exactly how to operate it. Worth the 50 bucks or whatever it will cost you to do it. So worth it. And secondly, if you just like, sometimes it's good just to go like trying to get in the rhythm of doing it. Like take it easy. I always tell people like the first two or three weeks, maybe even a month you're in the gym, go 10 or 15 pounds less than you think you have to. So you start building up some strength, but you don't get ultra sore because uh, what you, yeah. And you also just need to build the pra- the habit of going. Right. Like even a, if you just go to the gym and put your gym clothes on and then go put your regular clothes back on and leave, you at least went to the gym. What you cannot do is start not going to the gym. Right. Well, you, you know Terry, you know Terry Crews is, right? The football player? Oh, no, the, the Old the, Spice guy. Like the giant Old Spice guy. Uh, he's, all, he's also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, he yeah. said that like when because he, he used to be not so fit. And he's like, well, for, for the first week, I just literally went, sat in the lobby, and read a magazine for an hour just to get in the habit of going there every yeah. day, and to get used to being there. And then once he kind of got over his fear, he kind of, you know, kind of built into it. You, know? you have so to do that. It's, just, it's all about a habit. I mean, especially in what we're getting in our lives, it's all about having good habits. Right. So, is there anything else you want to get to? Or you just want to kind of, kind of call it a night with a sort of a chill podcast. I don't know. Anything interesting that you really wanted to get to? I don't have anything that's pressing that I can remember. Yeah, I'm pretty good, too. So why don't we call it? We're, we're already over an hour. Wait. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you coming. Thank you for coming out once again to the 42 Podcast. Bye.